What is up? Welcome in to Tide Talk Live, our college football playoff reaction show. Stacy Blackwood joined, as always, by my good buddy, Jake Thomas, to talk about uh, the, the playoff committee and how they come about their selections and, and just our thoughts and opinions on the on how they picked the four best teams. And I think they did get it right, Jake. I think this is the, they did the right thing. They put the four best teams in. And we're going to dive into all that. Uh, if you're watching right now, please do like, share, and subscribe. Jump in the chat as well and let us know your thoughts and opinion on the committee and your thoughts on how they uh, rank the final four teams. So look forward to, to hearing what everybody has to say about that. Jake, how you doing on this beautiful Sunday? Man, I'm doing great, Stacy. And uh, I didn't realize – well, maybe I should have realized that so many people going to get butt hurt over this decision. But uh, here we are, and uh, I'm glad the butt hurt because um, – I'm I'm living the dream right now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I I think we're all Nick Saban and that little half grin he's been given the last mm -hmm. uh, couple hours since Alabama. It was announced that Alabama was going to indeed be in the college football playoff. And and look, we we we've talked about it all throughout the season. We've talked about it, uh, you know, last night on our instant reaction show following the the SEC championship game. The college football committee is, is tasked with one order. And mm -hmm. that is to put the four best teams in the college football playoff. It's not the mm -hmm. four most deserving. In fact, there's not one set of guidelines that are written that that explains deserving. Mm -hmm. That is not a part of the equation. Right. And look, it's about the four best teams. I think they got it right, Jake. I mean, it's it's uh, it's hard to argue with, with Michigan and Wisconsin. I mean, uh, Washington being undefeated, mm -hmm. conference champions, uh, Texas. You know what we you know what they've accomplished this season going 12 and 1 winning the Big 12. They do have that big road win against Alabama in Tuscaloosa uh early in in the season. And then of course Alabama Jake uh, 12 and 1 uh 9 and 0 total in the SEC and a big win over Georgia yesterday in the SEC Championship game to uh to kind of put an end to the to Georgia run where they had won 29 games in a row back-to-back -back national champs and uh you know they would have been considered the you know favorites heading into this playoff had Alabama not pulled the, off the upset yesterday afternoon. So, look, the committee got it right. Does that mean it's fair? No, but life's not fair. Look, I hate it. I really do. I hate it for Florida State. It sucks that it had to, their season had to end that way. Um, you know, but but they're not the same team without Jordan Travis as the, their starting quarterback, and I think that was the, the big factor uh, in this decision to put Alabama above them. Yeah, I agree, Stacey. And, you know – Florida State has has had an incredible season, and and I know uh, their coach uh, was talking about how how their defense was was really stout, especially against the in Louisville game last night, the ACC championship game. But the fact of the matter is, this team offensively is different with without you know Jordan Travis, and and a lot of people was talking about well they beat two SEC teams. Well, two of those is against you know one of them is against LSU who. I mean, it's the first game of the season. They're still probably trying to figure figure everything out offensively and defensively as well. So, you know, I, I really that just look at Alabama when week two against Texas. Alabama's a totally different team now. LSU ended up being a really good offensive team. They had troubles on defense, but that second wins against Florida, and with their backup quarterback who only threw like 124 yards in that game, and Florida's five and seven. So, you know, you kind of you feasted on on a bottom tier SEC team at the moment, and then one who's in the middle of the pack, who Alabama beat by 14. So, I mean, they, they've had an incredible season. Yes, they did win the ACC championship. But that win against Georgia, Alabama's got 
trumps anything that the ACC uh, would, you know, whoever won that game, in my opinion. Well, I mean, Florida State can talk about their win over LSU. That's like Alabama's because that's their best win of the season. Right. Uh, that's like Alabama's maybe third best win of the year. Yeah. Georgia, obviously, number one. I would say the win over Ole Miss was a, was a better win considering mm -hmm. how these two teams, uh, those two teams finished out the season and then probably LSU. So, mm -hmm. look, I mean, I, like I said, I hate it for FSU. I really do. I hate it for their players. I hate it for their fans. I hate it for that coaching staff. Mm -hmm. But the committee's job is not to put the most deserving. Right. And I've said it time and time again. I think for some reason we have separated the terms deserving and best. I yeah. think they mean the same thing. To me, the best teams are the most deserving teams. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody can look at you with a straight face or pass a lie detector test and not say that Alabama is not one of the four best teams in the country. Yeah. And that Alabama would not be – a sizable favorite over Florida State without Jordan Travis. Yeah. Florida State struggled to score against Louisville. <laughs> Louisville last week lost to Kentucky, who lost five games this year. Right. Yeah. So I'll just – look, if Jordan Travis was healthy, there's an argument to be made that Florida State should be in. But without Jordan Travis, they're not the same team, just like Alabama wouldn't be the same team without Jalen Milrow. Mm -hmm. just like it was obvious that, that Texas was not the same team without Quinn Ewers. They struggled right. to win those games. Just like Washington would not be the same team without Michael Penix Jr. Just like Michigan would not be the same team without J.J. McCarthy. So, look, if any of the other top four teams were missing their starting quarterback, the same principle would have applied to them. Is it fair? Life's not fair, man. I don't know what to tell you. I yep. mean, if, if you're going to go through life thinking everything's going to be fair to you, then you got a rude awakening coming on in, in your lifetime. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I love uh, the, the comment, Dolmite. He said, Michigan's reaction uh, to Bama getting in, that was that was hilarious. Because, I mean, you just hear the groan throughout the entire little, uh, I guess it's like the little meeting room there that they were at. And, and I really think Michigan wanted that easy way into a, to the national championship game against Florida State, but now they're going to have to fight for it. Boy, and I feel bad for Florida State from this perspective. Not only did they get left out of the playoff, but they got to play Georgia. Who? <laughs> who yeah. just come off a loss. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll i be honest with you. I don't know what the, the line is in that game early on, but I'm probably going to take Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take Georgia big on that game for sure. But, Jack, so you have any – complaints about the final four as far even the order or do you think it's pretty much what the, com the committee did exactly what they needed to do yeah i think i think the final four is correct the 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 rankings is correct uh michigan number one um washington uh i i'm fine with number two as well texas alabama yeah i i'm with you stacy i think i think the committee got this right and um you know, next season, Florida State's going to be in because of the 12-team playoffs. But for the final time in the 14 playoff, they got this one right. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Jake, I think I think Alabama or Michigan is like a one to two and a half point favorite early mm -hmm. on in, in that game. Uh, you know, obviously we're, we're Bama guys, so we, we think Alabama's going to win. So is are you surprised at the fact that, that Michigan is the early favorite in that game? Yeah, you know, because they're the, they're the number one seed and, and you pretty much figure a number one seed would have the advantage and, you know, in the money line uh, starting out. But I, 
I would not be surprised if that gets moved a little bit. It may be being even draw, you know, uh, when, when game time comes in a couple of weeks. So, but our Alabama may be the one and a half point, two and a half point favorite at the end uh, when the game starts. So we'll see how that goes. But, but I think it's a good matchup. You know, in all honesty, I'm, I'm ready to watch Alabama, but that Washington, you know, Texas game really intrigues me as well. So, uh, I'm going to have my eye on both of these games for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I'm a little bit shocked that Michigan's the favorite. Look, Alabama has has the most uh, has the most impressive win out of anybody this season. Right. And look, I know Michigan's undefeated and they won the Big Ten and whatnot, but their strength of schedule is not great. I mean, it's it's okay, but I think out of all the playoff teams, Alabama has the the best strength of schedule outside of Texas. I think Texas is fourth and Alabama's fifth. Uh, but uh, and I think that was also a, a key factor in and weighing the option between Alabama and Florida State. Alabama had the played the fifth toughest schedule. Florida State played the fifty fifth toughest yeah. schedule. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the the toughest team that that Florida State played all year was LSU mm-hmm. on a in a neutral site to open the season. So yeah, um, been been a wild couple of weeks. Like Ricky and Bonnie says, the last two weekends have been wild. Uh, you know, two or three weeks ago, it was looking pretty bleak for Alabama to, to make it to the college football playoff. But but here we sit on Selection Sunday, Jake, and they're in. And uh, they have a chance to compete for another national championship as long as they take care of, of Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, absolutely. Caitlin said uh, the underdog is always a favorite. Uh, the, the, big, the Big Ten offense meets an SC defense is my favorite. Yeah, that's and uh, I don't I don't know if people caught this or not, but on the ESPN broadcast, when they were kind of just briefly talking about the uh, the album Michigan game, uh, Joey Galloway threw in a line: "Is there even a player remotely close to Jalen Milrow in the Big Ten? <laughs> so, <laughs> like th- this is a Milrow is going to be a different dude for these guys to try to to try to slow down and and look. Milrow needs this this time off to to kind of settle down and, and regroup and refocus. And, um, man, I just, I, I'm just excited about that matchup because of what, you know, Michigan's have been a really good defense all season long, but they have not seen an offense with this type of, of playmakers that album is going to present. And then, like you mentioned, that Washington, Texas game, mm-hmm. that is going to be, I think that's going to be one of the best games all season long. I think it's going to be a back and forth contest. I think both teams are a little better defensively than what most people think. So mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be quite as high scoring as, as what I think a lot of people are, are going to, you know, talk about all, you know, leading up to the game here. And I mean, it's still almost a month away, but right. um, I do think that Washington, Texas game is going to be a, a fantastic matchup on new year's night. Yeah, I agree. Stacey, that, that got me really intrigued. Like I said earlier, um, and I agree with you. It's probably going to be a back and forth game. Um, you know, it's all setting up, depending on how that game goes and how, of course, the Alabama Michigan game goes. But we could look at a national championship repeat, or, you know, um, from uh, Alabama and Texas, what we had in week two. So, you know, I feel like that's, as Bama fans, that's what we want to get another crack at them uh, because this team's a totally different team than that, that week two team against Texas. So, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to see how it shakes out. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think that would be, you know, what a fitting way for Alabama if they were to be able to beat Michigan and Texas would be able to beat Washington. For those two teams to meet up, what a fitting way for Alabama to kind of end their season. 
because everybody wrote them off after that loss to Texas. And then the next week they go and just kind of lay an egg against South Florida and only win that game 17 to well, 17 to three or something like mm-hmm. that. So yeah. what a fitting way for Alabama to, to have an opportunity to complete the cycle of, of kind of everybody writing them off to hoisting that national championship trophy. So well, that, it'd be, it'd be a storybook, Jay, considering all yeah. they've kind of went through this season uh, with, with all, you know, like they said, let a naysayer know, and they've kind yeah. of lived that like. out. They've, yeah. They, they have really kind of taken hold of that. And that's kind of been their banner this year. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, I want people to remember, I think after the USF game, Alabama was ranked like 12th you know, because they had dropped them down. We was out of the top 10 in the rankings. Of course, I know the AP really don't matter. It's really the BCS when it gets to that that point is when, what really matters. In, you in mean the, the CFP? The CFP, yeah. I wish it was the BCS. Anyway, um, but, yeah, so Alabama was out of the top 10 at one point in the season, and now here they are, you know, with a chance to win a national championship. That just shows you the the guts, the mentality, and, and uh, the, pers- the perseverance that um, – of this team, you know, it's incredible how how they just continue to claw and fight and and improve. And here they are, they are they're fighting for a national championship, and it's awesome to see. Yeah, it's it's hard not to kind of fall in love with this this version of the Alabama Crimson Tide because of, mm-hmm. of how they've kind of responded uh, after the early season struggles. Rick and Bonnie say, mm-hmm. you remember the ACC delayed the twelve team playoff? Yeah, their their mm-hmm. athletic director was part of that you know alliance that formed and. It prevented the the playoff from from moving to a twelve team playoff this season. So, Florida State, if you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at your uh, at your uh, commissioner. So, Ain't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is great. <clears throat> yeah, let us know your thoughts there in the live chat. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on on the uh, the final four and 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 how the committee done. And do you think they got it right? And if you if you disagree with the committee, uh, by all means, let us know that as well. We'd love to have your thoughts and opinions as well but look and and we, we've talked about this a lot jake and like i said at the onset the the, the the committee is tasked with one job is to put the four best teams in and yeah you know if 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 that means you leave out a team that you feel is deserving then then you just got to live with that i mean it's 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 sad it really is that florida state's not going to get to compete but jake Alabama, if Milrow had gotten hurt yesterday and was going to oh, be yeah. out for the remainder of the season, I would be saying right now, Alabama does not need to be in. No. Because they're not going to beat Michigan or Washington or Texas without Jalen Milrow. Right. Just like Florida State would not beat Michigan, Washington, Texas, or Alabama, or Georgia, Ohio State, or any of those teams, Oregon, without Jordan Travis. Yeah, I mean, it took all they had to to beat Louisville. It took all yep. they had to beat to beat Florida. I mean, they, and it and it's not that they just play close games. It's the fact that their offense is just bad without Jordan Travis. Yeah, you know, it, it has nothing to do with how they played as a team this year. They're really good. They're a really great team. It's just, you know, one player. I really don't define a team, but when you when that one player is your best player, it changes the whole mindset and the whole mentality and, and the way you play moving forward and how good you are offensively or defensively if that player's on the defense side of the ball because it's a totally different thing. But quarterback is the the most important position on the field. And if he's if he's injured, then it just changes the whole dynamic on the offensive side of the ball. And you see that with this Florida 
Florida State team right now. You know, they, they've struggled in the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, by all means, you know, I hate it for them. But, but like you said, life ain't fair. <laughs> Travis B., let's all buy Corey a stone elephant statue and put it on his front porch. That way when he comes out, he'll see it. Uh, uh, that'd be great. I love taking, it. Taking a jab at our friend Corey Burton, of course, a, a Georgia Bulldog and host of Believe yeah. in the Dogs. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, just to touch on that game yesterday, Jake, I, after reflection, and I went back and watched half of, of the game again, um, the truth is Alabama did not play that great, especially offensively for four quarters. Right. They, they were good in spurts. Um, but overall, Jake, the offense really struggled to put a consistent plays together. And it's not that and, – and I, I just got to be honest, it's just that Milrow was a little off yesterday. He yeah. was off on his deep ball. Uh, he struggled to hit the, the intermediate routes early in the game. Um, he took unnecessary sacks. Um, he just struggled to, to play and take what the defense was giving him early in that game. But then, to Milrow's credit, he made the clutch plays down the stretch – to give Alabama – to get Alabama the win. And 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 I can't say enough about this Alabama defense too, Jake. I mean, I thought overall for four quarters, Jake, they were rock solid against this this high-flying Georgia offense who's put up points against everybody this season. Carson Beck has, you know, passed for a ton of yards this year. And Alabama really limited what they were able to do offensively because they controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Yeah, absolutely, man. We, we talked a lot in, in our um... – our post-game reaction show yesterday. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about here now um, if nobody hadn't had a chance to watch it yet. But, you know, you know, I may I may be in a minority here, but I really feel like the score doesn't indicate how the game was actually played on the field because Alabama, honestly, outside that first series, Georgia has success moving – the ball at times, but they could not consistently get a drive together. And, and like you said, the Alabama defense just, just dug in when they needed to. And then finally the offense, when it needed to, and when it had to finally found a spark with Jalen Monroe, Isaiah bond. When, when you're in a situation like that, you want your playmakers to step up. Our playmakers stepped up when the moment, when the moment was needed. And, and you see what, what the outcome was. Alabama won that game. Yeah, no doubt. Of course, we are wishing Kool-Aid a, a speedy recovery. And shout-out to Trey Amos for the way he come in and played once Kool-Aid went out with his concussion. Mm -hmm. And uh, Caitlin brought up Danny Connell's uh, – Oh, yes. Uh, epic. His epic Good rant. And I'm I'm going to try my best to play this here in just a second. Um, I'm going to try to sh share my screen so we can – we can all enjoy this for for just a second here on our on our live stream. Um, I don't know if y'all can see that or not, but there we go. I, I'm it's all a sham. <laughs> Gosh, I'm fisting to play it, so maybe we can we can hear it. It's a dark day in New York City. It's a darker day in college football because what we saw transpire the last 24 hours, really the last week, leading into this debate, has been disgusting. It really has, but now the secret's out because I've been trying to tell you for 10 years this playoff is a complete sham. It's not a true playoff. It's an invitational. It's a beauty contest where the participants are determined by the power players in the sport, the conferences with the most power, and the voices, the biggest platforms. It's never been determined on the field, and that's gross. Say I'm devastated, it's an understatement for what happened to Florida State. 
but I'll be fine. I got a national championship ring. I got to play for one. But for those players who are absolutely gutted right now, who bought into the lie that if they won every game on their schedule, they would have the opportunity to play for a national championship. I can't imagine what they're going through. And I hope they rally around it. I hope they go and smoke Georgia. But either way, I can't imagine the emotions they're going through because they bought into this lie that every game counts. Who's in? There's a legit debate between who should be the four teams in the playoff. It's not a playoff. It's an invitational. And it's gross. I'd like to think it's going to change. <laughs> Powerful conferences. Yeah. And they're still going to have the 12 teams determined by the voices in the TV studios and the boardrooms rather than on the football field where it should be determined. And that's wrong. And I worry about the fans of our sport who see right through the facade. Please don't go away. Hopefully it gets better before long, but don't lose your passion. I know it's hard. I know it's challenging. I know Florida State fans are going through it right now. But keep rooting for your teams, and one day we'll be able to get a legit national title. Until then, I don't even know what to tell you. It's depressing. It's disgusting. But, man, remember the players, what they're going through. Keep supporting them, and we'll see what happens. If Florida State does beat Georgia, I wouldn't be surprised if they claim a national championship. Because oh they should. God. Remember, Georgia is one of the best teams in the country. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, Danny. Like, I, I just when – I, when I listen to that, I, I can't help but laugh, Jake. I, I mean, right. look, he is – He's all up in his feelings right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's obviously a Florida State guy. He played there. And, and so I understand that he loves his program and he wants what's best for his program. But good grief. He sounded like one of those crazy people who believe every conspiracy known to man. <laughs> That's what he sounded like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does That's he not true. realize that – that Boo Kerrigan is a part of the conference that Florida State is in? Yeah, he is. I, I just – I can't imagine being a grown man who who is a well-known college football analyst recording that video and, and, and thinking that he has some type of clout that – it's just like Caitlin says, it was a complete meltdown for Danny Cannell. I mean, that it's it's almost if it wasn't Danny Cannell, it'd be sad to see because he sounded so incompetent. Mm -hmm. He really did. It's like he don't even understand what the parameters are for getting into the playoff. Right. So I feel bad for Florida State. I don't feel bad for Danny Cannell. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I just yeah, I don't feel bad for Danny Cannell either. But I seriously, I don't know if we got any Florida State fans watching. Hopefully, we do. Hope we got every football fan out there watching. You know, but the thing about it is, with a straight face at this point in time, can a Florida State fan, if if you want to be honest, I know you want to pull for your team, but can you honestly say that you can be one of the four teams that's listed right there without Jordan Travis? And do you really think you're going to beat Georgia? The answer is no. 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 Yeah. So why should they be in the playoff? It's the same reason yeah. why why we kept we talked last year why TCU shouldn't be in. Right. Yeah. Because of exactly what happened in the national championship game. 
They got boat raced. They got <laughs> boat raced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, another yeah. guy who oh just was all in his, all up in his feelings and could not make a logical statement was Booger McFarland. My gosh, he let his emotions get to him. Yeah, I mean, okay. it was it was it was pitiful. And and re, and, and kudos to Reese Davis and Joey Galloway mm -hmm. for consistently putting putting him in his place on how off base he was with the arguments he was trying to make. You're right. Old Booger was letting them boogers fly in his afternoon with all that snot he was doing. God, he was he was so upset. Uh, APV on David Pollock. He's got some planning. David Pollock wanted one of Georgia to get in over Alabama. I was like, how can you say that Georgia is going to get in over Alabama when they just beat you? I, I have no problem with people being a homer. I'm a, <laughs> right. I'm a homer, but I'm also also realistic. I mean, <laughs> yeah. David Pollock, and, and and it serves him right, Jake. Everything mm -hmm. went the opposite of what Pollock said in that game. I don't know if y'all yeah. remember this or not, but he made he made a video saying that uh, Georgia had undoubtedly undoubtedly the best coach in this game. Talking about yeah. Kirby Smart, who by the yeah. way is now one in five against Nick Saban. But sure, he's better than Nick Saban. Right. But he said he's a better coach because Georgia's more disciplined and they don't turn the football over. Well, first of all, he was wrong on those situations. Mm -hmm. Georgia had committed more turnovers this year than Alabama had, and Alabama mm -hmm. had forced more turnovers than what Georgia mm -hmm. had forced this season. Uh, what happens yesterday in that game? Georgia commits more penalties and Georgia turns the football over and Alabama doesn't. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it just proves that he doesn't even know what he's talking about. And right. I hate that because he's smarter than that. But when right. people allow their emotions and they allow their allegiance to whatever team they are to fully dictate their opinions on situations, instead of using actual and factual evidence to support your thoughts and your opinions, then you come out looking like a fool. And that's what Danny Cannell looks like. And that's mm -hmm. what David Pollock looks like. And that's what Booger McFarland looked like. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I'm just I'm just here for all the people crying. It's it's so it's so fun to see because what are they going to say if if we run the tail win the national championship? Oh, they, they're going to put an asterisk spot. Oh yeah, like, yeah. like now they and it's been years later. Now they want to put one uh, by the 2020 one because it was during COVID. Like that's just yeah. something I've seen pop up recently on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with you people. Do I mean, hate <laughs> that much. I mean, like for real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean that Alabama played in all SEC scheduled that year. I mean, good grief! The, the toughest conference in college football, and went undefeated. And I think I think the closest game was made by two touchdowns. Well, Ole Miss was a little bit closer than that. Yeah, might been ten on, but still, pretty much boat race everybody we played. I mean, how how you want us to put an asterisk by because it was COVID year? I mean. Yeah, Everyday American says Saban Steele and Reese outcoached Georgia. It was clear our team also executed better than Georgia. We were strong on both the defensive line and the offensive mm -hmm. line. Great team win. Our backers played awesome too. No doubt. Mm -hmm. I agree 100% every day. Uh, Cindy Thomas, Jake's mom, by the way, says, My question is Could Michigan, Washington, or Texas beat Alabama? Uh, could, could they? Beat Georgia. Yes. Could beat Georgia. I mean, I mean, I mean beat Georgia. Yeah. Could they? Yes. But I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, in my heart of hearts, I think that Georgia's probably better than all those teams, but I can't say definitively that they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I can say definitively that Alabama was better than Georgia. Yeah. I mean, they, they proved, proved that yesterday. They proved that yesterday. Yeah. 
So, you know, I, I don't know. It's and going, going back to the game yesterday, uh, going back to everyday Americans, um, uh, his little comment there. I feel like I we're, we're in an exception, Stacey, but a lot of people, a lot of Alabama fans, especially, I think you guys owe our offense line an apology for the way y'all talked about him beginning of the season, you know, especially Caden Proctor and some of the guys like that. Caden Proctor's put in the work, guys. I don't think he's he's allowed a sack in the last three games. And the offensive line has gotten a ton better since the beginning of the year, which we have said, Stacey, that under Saban, it takes a little while to get going. But when it does, it's one of the best in the nation, and they're starting to prove that right now. Yeah, and I think we talked – I think it was after the Ole Miss game. I think we led in with our show following that win over Ole Miss with – was. The Alabama coaches and the Alabama fans needed to do one thing with this team. Mm -hmm. And it was the same thing. They needed to be patient. Be patient. This team is it's really young and they had to progress and they had to improve. And they done that, Jake. Credit to Jalen Milrow, credit to that offensive line, credit to the defense. Mm -hmm. Those guys just got better and better Mm -hmm. and better. And when the chits were down and they had to make plays, regardless of which side of the football it was on whether it was the offense needing to get points or run out the clock, or if it was the defense needing to get a key stop, they delivered. And that's what championship teams do. Yeah, absolutely. And the defensive line, and we, we, we had, a, you know, we harped on, on Freddie Roach a lot this year and for the years past on how the offensive line has been pretty much inconsistent. They showed up this year. So all them boys, all them big eaters, boy, they, they, they was moving the pocket around a, a good bit this year. So, Glad, glad to see the defensive line uh, start playing up to their potential as well. Yeah, Everyday American says Caden should be offensive freshman of the year. Caleb Downs should win the freshman defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Downs played lots out this game, running full speed downhill in the run game. Yeah, I thought I thought Downs was really, really good against Georgia, and Caden Proctor played well as too. Man, Caleb Downs, like they whenever uh, on some replays, you know, they had the bat view uh, of. Like they they was looking at the bats of Georgia's offense when the play was going. I mean, Kayla Downs can read a play just instinctively, just like that, and and he sees that it's that it's a run. He's hitting that hole that that gap that he needs to be in, and and I mean he's made a couple of big plays like that. I mean he is so quick to judge when it's a pass or or a run, and uh, when it's a run, boy, he's 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 getting downhill pretty quick. He's a very instinctive player, Jake. Mm-hmm. He just he understands the game of football. It comes natural to him, and uh, he's as good a defensive back as Alabama's had under Nick Saban. Absolutely, a lot of people think that he's probably going to be the best defensive <laughs> back we've had under under Saban, and I, I may second that when he gets done. Uh, see, I was worried about our center yesterday. The snaps kept getting lower and lower. I'm like, not today, don't you? Yeah. And yeah. I'll say this: I actually saw he he the snaps were not good, but. Um, he did a pretty good job blocking yesterday. He I did. Mean, I, he, Seth, Seth did a pretty good job blocking. Um, I agree. Our offensive line apology. I railroaded them on Twitter, and they deserve the recognition. Uh, yeah. National champions say Roydell ran strong. Yes, yes. he did. And I, I pointed to that in the pregame show um, about how I thought Roydell would be very impactful in this game, and I thought he ran hard. He ran well. He gets that late touchdown to kind of put the game out of reach uh, for Georgia. So. Uh, you know, just a, just a really strong effort from Roydell and Jam Miller, too, who, who made some big plays for the Alabama offense as well. 
Jim Miller in, you know, out of the backfield on pass plays is is definitely something we need to exploit in the playoffs because he boy, that that was that was just a perfectly called play by by Tommy Reese. See here. Getting lamb, lambasted on social media def- mm-hmm. defending that Bama should be in the top four. After the, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, the, I just I just want to ask the simple question to everybody who says Alabama shouldn't be in the top four. Could you pass a lie detector test and say they're not one of the four best teams? Mm-hmm. Oh. And if you can look with me in, with a straight face and confidently say, yeah, they're not, then Okay. You know that Booger McFarland. We just talked about him a while ago, but but one of his big deals was, I don't care what you say, they got beat by by Texas in, in week two, and then Joey and and Reese. I think I think it's mainly Joey Galloway was like, so you're saying that a team can improve week to week and get better throughout the season and, and make up for that one loss, pretty much. When when Booger went back and and was talking about, you know, Texas and all that, and I'm like. They lost to Oklahoma in the middle of the season as well, just a yeah, few weeks I mean, after that. So yeah, I mean, why is that not being yeah, talked about? I mean, exactly. Like, and and I think Texas deserves to be in, but nobody yeah. brings up the Oklahoma loss. Right. Oklahoma's lost what three games since, or I two, think two, two. Yeah. But still, you know, they they have a win against Texas. So why why aren't they in over Texas? I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> head to head matters, but it's yeah. not the only deciding factor. No. It's not. No one else yeah. beat UGA besides Bama. Yeah, I think I think we talked about that, Jake. You know, leading up to that mm-hmm. game, I, that, that Alabama's the only team that could challenge Georgia. Yeah, we match up with Georgia very well because both both sides they 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 do the same exact thing. They run nearly the identical defenses and, and everything because it's Saban and the tutelage under Saban Kirby. So. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Anybody else got anything else to chime in before we? Yeah, Oklahoma Texas discussion is very quiet. That's what I want to it, know. Why is not just, that? Yeah, it was never even mentioned. Like, no, like it didn't it happen or something. Right. And then Kansas beat Oklahoma, which has like four losses or something. Look, so. and and I, I always go back to everything needs to be discussed in context. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many people remember this or not. Sure, Oklahoma beat Texas, but Texas had two red zone turnovers that killed them in that game. Mm-hmm. And if they do not have them turnovers, they probably beat Oklahoma and they're undefeated. So look, sure, they did lose. But in context, it's not they didn't exactly get outplayed by Oklahoma. Right. So I just think everything deserves to be t- discussed in, within context. Just like, you know, a couple of years ago in the National Championship game against Georgia. It's important to point out that Alabama was without the bet arguably the best two receivers in college football that year. Right. And John Mechie and Jamison Williams. And Jamison Williams goes out in the first quarter and he already had 80 yards in the game. So right. I just context is everything. That's not taking anything away from the team that was able to win the game, but it is part of the reason. Right. And going you talking about the Texas Oklahoma matchup where where Texas had had two red zone turnovers. I mean if we want to go that route, Alabama had a lead in the fourth quarter against Texas, had two two touchdowns taken off the board, 
because of a penalty. So, I mean, we can look at it like that. If you if you want to go that route, we're going to do it as well because it's just a fact of, of how the game went. And that's why that's why context, Matt, right. I'm telling you, uh, I say it all the time, it matters. Context matters. Mm-hmm. Right. FSU's mad about not getting in. They better worry about facing a piss-off UGA. Mm-hmm. Out for revenge. I think we will need Texas and Alabama. I think we will need Texas and Alabama in the national. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's what's going to happen. Just early looking ahead, I think Alabama beats Michigan. I think Texas beats Washington. But you know, there's still a lot of time to talk about that between now and then. Stacy, real quick, I just want to get your thoughts on. uh, uh, We we talked about the Orange Mm -hmm. Bowl, but but the other New Year's Six bowls. We've got Oregon versus Liberty, Penn State versus Ole Miss, and Ohio State versus Missouri. Honestly, the only one I can say I'm really jumping up and down, ready to you know want to watch would be like Cotton Bowl, Ohio State versus Missouri. But to me, I think Ole Miss rolls Penn State. Penn State cannot muster much offense at all here lately. And I know Liberty's good, but against Oregon, I just don't see how they match up. So that could be a blowout, honestly. Well, and a lot's going to depend on guys who decide to play or not to play. And right. Uh, so you know, I have to think about that. But I, I think Oregon does beat Liberty. Yeah. Um, I think, like you mentioned, Ole Miss is going to be able to score too much on Penn State. Yeah. Uh, and that, that Missouri-Ohio State game is going to be a lot of fun. I think it yeah. can go a lot like the Georgia-Missouri game went. Right. Um, where Missouri is right there in it in the fourth quarter and anything can happen. So, yeah. I, I think that right now is a pick em game, honestly. Yeah, that, that one really intrigues me. So, there, there's I kinda a lot wish, of- I kind of wish Missouri and Ole Miss – Swap Big Ten opponents in there. I wish it was Ohio State versus Ole Miss right. and Penn State versus Missouri, but uh, yeah. both those games are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, you know, I I'm pretty impressed with how the bowl the bowl shaped up. You know, I'm I'm ready to watch some some more football. Get what, where's Auburn going? They going to what? Birmingham? Yeah, <laughs> let's see. I, has that even been announced yet? I don't know if it's been announced yet. I'm uh, let me look here real quick. Uh, let's see. All right. Give me just a second, guys. We'll, this is one play show. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I'm just going to read some chats. Uh, Jeff yeah. Stapleton says Michigan won't be able to go toe-to-toe with Bama. Yeah, I, th- I just think that Alabama's got too many athletes for, for Michigan to keep up with for four quarters. Right. In fact, it could go a lot like that. The Alabama Michigan Verbo game, Verbo game on New Year's Day a couple years ago. Uh, so Auburn is going to the Music City Bowl to take on Maryland. Really? Yeah. Talia is about to light them up. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. See, see, that's an intriguing matchup because mm-hmm. Auburn's going to have to score to win that game. Yeah. In, in the mid to high twenties, maybe even the low thirties. I'm not sure they can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think the uh the, the chatter in Auburn would be if they finish with a losing record and Hugh Freeze's first year? I mean, that's a good I question. Mean, they're all excited, they're all excited right now because they've they've got Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman, you know, committed to him. But and a lot of talk. I mean, smoke I'm still trying to figure out. I mean, they got good receivers now coming but who's in. Gonna who throw to heck, who's gonna yeah. throw to them? I mean, yeah, I, I just that, that's a good question, though. I, I think they're like, okay, the first year's a bop, you know, a, a pass, mm-hmm. let him get his players in. But I mean, I think we, we've talked about Stacey. Hugh Freeze is going to be good for them, but is he going to be, is he going to surpass what Gus has done for them? And he, I just don't see it. 
He's Gus Malzahn 2.0. Right, exactly. I mean, who who recruits? He, he, the results are going to be Gus Malzahn like, but he mm-hmm. just recruits better. Right. Yeah. I just so we'll be know. here in about five or six years, and they'll be looking for another coach. <laughs> yeah, that's that just just turn around, you know, all the time. So I wonder what his buyout this, you know, is because I'm sure I'm sure they didn't really give him a big one because I'm sure they didn't have much money left. Yeah. You know, I think they're still go. paying Gus. Gus and I, is Chiswick still on the on the payroll? I think I think they're done with Chiswick, so I think they still got Gus and Harson on the line. Yeah. So, but I mean Harson, I think when he made made the Birmingham ball his what first year and got beat, and then and then they started immediately trying to find something to get rid of him. So I mean, this is the whole thing all over again. It seems like, and, and if he does not have results next year, there's going to be a lot of talk down there. I feel like. Oh yeah, because p- fans are not patient, Jake. I mean, no. it's 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 you got to put up or shut up. I mean, they don't they mm-hmm. don't put up with nothing. Yeah, that's right. It says uh, Jeff Stapleton. Yeah, what? Every coach not hardball. You remember he sent Bo in to get a touchdown, twenty six left on the clock, no mercy. Huh? Was oh, Harbaugh yeah, was Harbaugh coaching? Was he in Michigan that has been there that long? No, that was that was a. Uh, I think Hoke was their head coach. There. I was going to say, I think that was Brady Hoke. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm yeah, not man, saying, I'm right, but I just feel like Brady Hoke was the coach that game. Yeah. Now, and I'm trying to remember when we played them on New Year's Day 2020, you know, when Mac was taking over for Tua, mm-hmm. when Tua was hurt with, it, with a hip injury. You know, we played Michigan on New Year's Day and, and beat them yeah. in the Verbo Bowl. That's right, but I don't I don't remember how that game ended. I know Alabama won pretty decisively, but I don't remember uh, how the game itself ended. But I, I'm pretty sure that the time Alabama played Michigan before that was when Brady Hoke was still the head coach. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. That's been that's been a, that's been ten years ago though. Good lord, that is wild. I mean that or longer. Yeah, that was year before last we played Kansas State last year. But okay. Bo wasn't on that team. Bo, Bo, Bo hadn't been on the team since like 2018 yeah. or 29. Yeah, I mean, so maybe Najee. It might have been Najee. It might have been Najee. I bet it was Najee. He's he's thinking yeah. of Najee Harris. That's what yeah. it was. I do remember Najee scoring late in that game. Yeah. Yes, you are correct, Jeff, but it was Najee Harris and not Bo Scarborough. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, Travis, you, you said what about uh, Ohio State versus Missouri? We, we did talk about that. So – uh you know, I think that's really going to be a good matchup. Um, and hey, by the way, did y'all catch uh, Eli Drinkwitz on, oh. on the show? And he was getting ready yeah. to go, and and Drinkwitz said, "Hold on, I'm getting a call from Connor Stallions." <laughs> that is so good. Oh man, they they. I mean, Reese, you know, <laughs> been over belly laughing. Yeah, stuff. he was he was he was yeah. belly laughing on that one. That was great. I, I I heard that just passing coming in here to do the show, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is that <laughs> was great. So, uh, yeah, he said you're right. I got Najee jersey. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was a good game. I think Alvin's first play from scrimmage was a bomb to Jerry Judy in that game. <laughs> yeah. That's when I think we kind of realized, okay, we're going to be in good hands with Matt Jones next year. Yeah, yeah he, that was yeah. kind of the Matt Jones coming out party against Michigan. Yeah, and, and and what that game, I think, is a lot like what this game will be like as far as Michigan's good at the line of scrimmage. There's no doubt about it. 
Mm-hmm. But it, but when it comes to playing in space, for whatever reason, they don't have the same type of dudes that that teams from the SEC have. That's why they they've struggled to beat Alabama. That's why they've struggled to beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. And they lost to to Texas or TCU last last year. You know, in the playoffs, who got boat raced by Georgia the Jeez. next week. So, I mean, that's I don't know. Uh, uh, Trina says, uh, yeah, Reese lost it. She also said Music City Bowl is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, so um, say we don't like Harbaugh. I do know that. Who does like Harbaugh? I mean Mich- – Michigan fans, and that is, that is That's it. it. That's it. I mean – I'll tell you, he's he, he's he got slimy snake oil salesman written all over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the whole world knows that he, at the very least – allowed cheating to happen within his program at the very right. least he allowed right. it to take place and then he gets up there and has the nerve to act like he's some kind of underdog or everybody's writing him off i mean that that you know what type of sleazeball you have to be to ha- to be able to have that much lack of self-awareness right then he when when they was interviewing him this morning he said and i mean yes good good glory to god and all that but i was like Come on, dude. As, as scum as you are, I don't really think you believe that. I'm sorry. I'm, that's not very Christian it, to me. You but could still. tell. You, yeah. you could tell it was. It was so. He he practiced. He rehearsed it. That right. was so rehearsed. Yep, it was. But I, I just, you know, I mean, he he was suspended the first three games of the year as well for for violations and in, in the off season. So I mean. It's piling up, and and I knew the Big Ten was not going to do anything, but maybe give him uh, maybe I was actually just expecting a slap on the wrist mm-hmm. and a warning. They did suspend him for three games, but I mean, I, I'm sorry, I they honestly, I don't think Michigan should be in it for all the all the crap they've done. Honestly, yep, yep, no doubt. All right, guys, y'all got anything else to add before we before we wrap up the show? Been a lot of fun reacting to. The, to the college football playoff. And, uh, you know, once again, I just want to say that I, I couldn't be more proud of this Alabama football team and what they've accomplished this season, uh, going through what they went through in that first month of the season, you know, from Jalen Milrow being benched to, you know, everybody writing this team off, writing Saban off, saying the dynasty's over, saying he's past his time, to here they are once again having the opportunity to compete for a national championship after defeating uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, who were back-to-back national champs. So uh, just super proud of this team. Even if it doesn't work out in the playoff, I'm proud of Alabama. I'm proud to be a fan of the Tide. And and like I mentioned last night on the uh, on our reaction show, the demise of the Alabama dynasty under Nick Saban was grossly exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. You can never never count out Nick Saban. I mean, he is the GOAT for a reason. And, and any, anybody who – you know who who thinks Alabama's out of it with him on the sideline? You're just sorely mistaken because we prove it, and he's proven it time and time again. Yep, uh, Tamika Nicholson says Alabama will win the national championship, and mm-hmm. Trina says thanks for all for all you, you do, do, guys. Appreciate. Right. It. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you. And uh, before we wrap it up, I just want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in today. Thank you to anybody who tunes in. You know, in the future, uh, we do ask that you subscribe to the channel, like this video. You know, share share our channel on Facebook with all the different Alabama Facebook groups there on Facebook. 
uh, been a lot of fun to do this. Uh, we want to continue to kind of build our show here on YouTube and our platform. Uh, we do have some exciting news that we'll probably share next week or in the coming weeks for the podcast listeners of, of the show because we still have a lot of a ton of people who listen to us in podcast form. So there's something exciting from that point of view uh, coming up as well. So excited to announce that here in a couple of weeks. But uh, just guys, thank you so much. We have so much fun doing this show. Uh, we're just a couple, you know, country boys who love Alabama football and love college football in general and just want to talk about the game with each other and uh, and just share our thoughts and opinions with you guys. And we love to, to hear your feedback. We love to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, whether it's in a live chat, whether it's in the comment section, whether it's you know interacting with us on social media, whatever it is, we just want to say thank you to all you guys, and we cannot, we we don't, we could not appreciate you more than than what we do, and we just want want to thank you so much for all your support. Yeah, thank thank you all, and and Lila uh, Gray just got on and said, "Hey boys, don't you just love seeing the tide rise again? Alabama's going to destroy Michigan. I hope we get the rematch with Texas for for the Natty. We'll find out. We'll find uh, out real soon, guys." Yeah. So thank you all for, for, you know, being on today. Really, really fun. And uh, we'll be back uh, very soon, I'm sure. Uh, yep. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys know, guys know when, we, when we do something. So. All right, guys. Guys, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you real soon. But until then, roll tide. Roll tide.